get a little. There, there we go. Sorry. <laughs> We're going to get a little salty in this episode. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And welcome, 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 welcome to the Sea and Land Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Sano. And as I said, welcome. This podcast is brought to you by none other than Sea and Land Fitness. Check out the website. We've got a ton. We've got a brand new website. We've got a ton of uh, merchandise. I put up a bunch of new Garmin watches. I just got my brand new uh, Garmin Instinct Camo. Don't worry, I didn't retire my my instinct tactical. I just wanted to do a little bit of a change and get jazzed about all the new watches that are coming. We also have hats, shirts, all that stuff. All right, now that that's out of the way, um, I told you in the beginning of the episode that we're going to be getting a little bit salty. Um, apparently, I'm not changing my demeanor or behavior. Uh, no, I'm not complaining in this episode. This episode is, uh, this episode is basically informative and there's a, uh, there's an interesting backstory to why this, why this episode developed. I'm going to have a sip of coffee real quick. Peter Madera, this is for you. Um, so there's an interesting backstory on why this episode was made um why so this episode's about sodium we're going to be talking about sodium um so uh, there i i have these conversations i'm in in a master's program at the university of florida in applied physiology and kinesiology so sodium specifically uh sodium potassium pumps uh come come into the discussion often and there are a number of things that are going on in society, uh, <laughs> nutritionally, that have caused me to ask a number of questions. So what is the effect of sodium on diabetes? And if you have diabetic clients who are taking uh, blood pressure meds and one of them's a diuretic, what, what do you do? You know what I mean? How do you, how do you help them uh, deal with heavy electrolyte loss? Which I'm going to go into some of the mechanisms in a little while. But these were questions that I had, and there are. I think that there is literally a fatal misunderstanding of sodium. We 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 have this. 10,000, 30,000 foot view of, you know, why we need, or, or not why, of what we need to do with sodium. So we need to limit our sodium intake. We need, you know, the American Heart Association. It's the number one uh, uh, causative reason uh, for, um, and that's, that's their blanket statement. It's the number one uh, contributor to death high or a high salt, high sodium leads to death. 
Boom. Okay. Uh, so we've got this, this fear response that's being experienced within the general public and within even the medical community that, um, is saying that sodium, 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 bad, bad, bad. And contextually, they're absolutely correct. Um, and I'm going to go into why, but we'll say prima facie on its face the 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 information that they're giving is such a minuscule part of the story um i'm i'm trying to relate it to something else and and i'm having difficulty um it it's such a generalized statement that offers no insight into what you're what you're supposed to be doing. And most people don't know what sodium is. There's a couple of words, and I wrote a lot of notes. You can see I got a ton of notes if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, I got a lot of notes because there is a lot of information that I have to give you guys. Um, some of it I know from, you know, school, but some of it, you know, I, I had to research and I went and did a deep dive because even in the textbooks, our nutrition textbook, uh, which Dr. Fink, she did a great job explaining it, but in other text sources, they, they do, they make blanket statements that don't really describe what the function of salt is. And I think that's the most, that's the most important part. And to understand, to understand how we need to use salt, how we need to use sodium in our diet correctly uh, wow i just framed that and i think i did a pretty good job now what is sodium first off sodium's an electrolyte um and it regulates the water levels uh within and um around your cells so that's all your your fluids that are going around your bodies and everything your interstitial fluid all that stuff and in your blood um, but also within the cells. Now, there's a higher concentration of sodium on the outside than on the inside. Um, on the inside is potassium, and we're going to get to potassium because that's, that's an interesting key that doesn't get discussed in this whole conversation. Now, a lot of people... Um, don't under so so look at Gatorade, look at Powerade, look at all of the uh, the hydration drinks. All of them say high in electrolytes. Um, I would posit that the majority of the people who drink them don't know that there's electrolytes in them. Just know that they they know about the water aspect. I need to drink. I need to stay hydrated because of hydro water h2o and I, I think that most people don't even know that electrolytes are in there and required and if they do know that they're in there they don't know what they are um and we're going to be talking about two electrolytes today now what is an electrolyte they're minerals in your blood um and in the other fluids as i said within the and outside the cell and they carry electrical charges Okay. Um, and 
basically this charge helps to drive the movement of chemicals uh, from one tissue to another in response to some physiological reaction. So some physiological need. And there are two types of movement that these electrolytes use. Um, one of them is called the chemical driving force. And the other one is called the electrical driving force. So I'm going to, there are tons of videos that explain this. Some of them actually do it really simply. And I love these guys uh, because they make great videos. And, and, and maybe I'll put one in the description. I don't know. Um, hold on another sip of coffee real quick. So basically inside the cells, inside the cells of your body, you have more potassium than sodium outside the cells. You have more sodium than potassium. So we have sodium wants to go to a place where it's not. I'm, I'm simplifying this tremendously, but I'm trying to make it so that you can conceptualize if you don't have a degree in physiology <laughs> or biology. I'm trying to simplify it so you can conceptualize what's going on. So you have a chemical right here, sodium, and you have a cell. And you have more sodium on the outside and less sodium on the inside. Sodium wants to go where it's not. You know what I mean? It wants to evenly distribute itself. Okay. That's important. It wants to evenly distribute itself. So that's the chemical driving force. So you can think of that in terms of like water. Okay. Water tends to, tends to find a way in. I don't know if you had a car uh, that, that has a window seal. That's just not right. And water tends to find a way in. So within the physiological environment that exists inside your body, there are places where sodium is less on one side and higher on the other side. And that sodium wants to go where there's a, let's say a sodium vacuum. Okay, so it, it that's that's in a nutshell the chemical driving force. The electrical driving force is okay, so we have these things called these channels, okay? And these channels allow potassium. Remember I said potassium was inside the cell. It allows potassium to leak out. Okay. So you got positively charged sodium ions you got positively charged potassium ions so there's a plus and a plus look on your battery one side's plus one side's minus negative okay so oh we got all these positives leaking out bloop, bloop, bloop. so now what's happening to the inside it's getting more negative it's getting more negative you know we already have a situation where there is not a lot of sodium inside the cell. So what does it want to do? It already wants to go in. Now it's being given a electrical incentive to enter the cell. Now, how does it do this? Well, there's another way that potassium um, 
gets in and out of the cells. So, and that is, oh, hold on. I'm, I, I skipped a step. So basically, um, there, there are channels for both sodium and there are channels for uh, potassium. So you got all of these potassiums leaking out and then a valve opens. Well, I'm simplifying. A valve opens and sodium starts to leak in, thus bringing up the positive. Okay, but what did I say in the beginning? Potassium is higher on the inside and sodium is higher on the outside. So we have these enzymes, they're called uh, sodium potassium pumps. That's all you need to know. You don't need to know the real name. Um, so we have these sodium potassium pumps. And remember I said that the chemical driving force, it's gonna go from a higher to a lower. Well, sometimes you want it to go backwards. So in order to get this potassium back inside, the sodium potassium pump using this chemical called ATP shifts that pumps that sodium back out and pumps that potassium back in. Okay. Long story short, you need this sodium. Why do you need this sodium? Okay. There are two major, 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 super important reasons. And I hope I didn't confuse you in the beginning. I just needed to lay a little bit of groundwork so that you understood what sodium was doing. What's sodium doing? It's moving around. Now, why is it moving around? Well, it's moving around for two very specific reasons. So that you can move through space and so that you can have the conscious and sometimes unconscious thoughts that propel you through space. What do I mean by that? So basically sodium, remember I said electrolyte. Okay. What does electrolyte kind of sound like electrical electricity? I even said electrical driving force. So basically what happens is and I'm going to really simplify this because I need you to understand this if you don't have the educational background. You may be well-educated. You may be a lawyer. You may be um, an engineer, but you may not understand this because it's very specific information. But I feel that it's the type of specific information that everyone needs. So basically what happens is salt comes in, okay? to change the negative of a cell to a positive. And then that causes another cell to do the same thing and another cell to do the same thing and different sections within the cell across the line to change their, are you ready for this? Voltage. So we need salt because it is a perfect medium for transferring current. That's a very simplified um, explanation for it, but it is the most basic. It is the most simple explanation. You need salt in your body 
to transfer current, to transfer this voltage across um, the cells. Specifically, and I'm going to use two very specific instances, your muscle cells. So basically what happens is you have this neuron, okay? That's the stuff that uh, that the electrical signals in our brain travel through. Okay, and it connects with the muscle cell. Okay, and then we think, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. I should get in there. So a signal is sent and it, are you ready? We're going to give you some, uh, some definite or some terminology. It innervates, innervates. Basically what that means is it transfers a signal from itself to another cell. And this neuron is innervating a muscle cell and that causes sodium to come flooding into the cell raises the voltage goes down does it again goes down does it again goes down till it gets to this long tube okay that separates the muscle cell and it causes a reaction that and I, I'm I'm skipping a bunch of steps because the steps are important, but they're not important in the story. Okay. They go into this tube, okay, and release calcium. And that calcium is the primary agent that allows your muscles to, you know, react and contract. It works in conjunction with remember I mentioned ATP before? So it works in conjunction with that. And I know, I know I'm simplifying this, but I think that every kid in America, every kid in the world should know this process on a very simple, basic level. Um, because once you have this understanding, all of a sudden, the reason for sodium and why I should watch my sodium and why I should ensure that, oh, I'm going to say this you should get enough sodium in your body. That is when it becomes important to you. That's when you have buy-in to this knowledge. That's when you have take a vested interest in understanding what's going into your body. So now you have a very simplified understanding of of why sodium's important on muscles. So what does it do? Let's just recap real quick. It sends a signal down the muscle all the way till it hits this switch that releases calcium and allows the muscle to contract, right? That's basically it. So it also does something else. Now remember I said that neuron, that brain cell, that that uh uh neurological cell, neuronal cell, neuronal cell, um, connects to the, uh, the, the muscle cell. Okay. Well, how do you think that signal got from the brain all the way down to the muscle cell? Sodium, same exact thing, same exact thing. It ray, it, Sodium flushed in. Remember, outside tire, inside's lower. Rushed in. Raise the voltage. Raise the voltage along the way more. 
raise the voltage along the way more and all the way down the cell until it got to the end where it needed to do its job. So sodium is actually highly causative in all of the reactions that occur in your body. Basically, nothing could happen in your body without sodium. Well, wait a minute. I thought sodium was bad. I need to watch my sodium. You do need to watch your sodium. Um, but you need to also ensure that you are getting enough sodium. And I have uh, a little bit of information that I'm going to give you here. And that is, um, I'm going to have another sip of coffee real quick. And I hope uh, there, so I put this podcast up on my, uh, within my program, we have this message board and every time a new episode comes out and I know I'm going to get some flack. You simplified that too much. You didn't go into date into detail enough. Okay. But this is not an academic discussion. Well, it kind of is, but it's an educational discussion to it. It's a primer. It's a way to get um, individuals to understand this material. I think we can introduce this material far sooner to kids if we just put it in a simplified format like I just did. Um, I think that would be tremendous. You could start talking about this stuff in fifth grade. You could start talking about this stuff in middle school. These kids can... My son growing up could tell me everything about Star Wars. The littlest, tiniest minutia of information. So... By simplifying this information, not only do we help kids who we need to, there is an obesity ep epidemic going on right now among our youth. And we have an, oh, I'm on a soapbox. Anyways, um, but we could also educate billions of individuals who could use this and lead healthier lives. So I was talking about how much... Uh, so how much sodium do you need? How much sodium should be in your body? So we have a thing called blood sodium levels. And most of us aren't going to know on a day-to-day -day basis what our blood sodium levels are. They're 99.9% uh, .9 of us. I'm giving you this information just as a, huh. So the next time you're at a bar or you're at work, you could say, well, did you know the blood sodium levels? So that uh, blood sodium level, the normal range is 135 to 145 milliequivalents per liter. Okay, so that's per liter of blood plasma, um, I'm assuming. So what's interesting is I watched a, a, uh, a little deep dive into dehydration and hyponatremia, um, two opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, and in terms of, so what is hyponatremia? Another terminology thing. It's going to be fine. It'll be helpful to know what it is. So hyponatremia is when you dilute your sodium levels within your blood. Um, and it can kill you. It can actually kill you relatively quickly. And the levels don't need to be diluted that much. So I told you 135 to 145. So I think, and if I'm wrong about this, hit me. But the data that I saw was that hyponatremia can, can start at 120. 
milli equivalents per liter, which that's not a big percentage change. So hyponatremia, how do you do that? How do you dilute your sodium content in your blood? Um, and plasma is mostly made, blood plasma, mostly made of water, okay? Um, and there are some organic uh, chemicals within it, but it's mostly made of water. But if you add even more water, it dilutes. What does dilute mean? Dilute means have more water than whatever else is in it. So if you have um, a cup of coffee, okay, and it's filled to here and I pour water in it and the original coffee is now distributed evenly throughout this entire coffee mug, leaving less coffee and more water, I have diluted the coffee. So basically the same thing can happen within your blood and it, uh, it's dangerous. It's incredibly dangerous because, um, your body needs to be able, your cells need to be able to get to, it becomes a spatial issue. So normally let's say this is your, this is your, um, blood vessel. Okay. Um, and there's sodium all over the inside of it. And the cell walls are all right here. You know what I mean? And now when you've diluted it, it's now has this much farther to travel to go. You know, I'm the, it didn't increase your, <laughs> your blood vessel didn't increase. There's just more water and the sodium ions, little tiny, um, atoms and molecules farther to go so your body's not able to freely grab that sodium that it needs um now dehydration dehydration creates a unique situation in that um the sodium needs a medium water to uh to maintain the charge Okay. Um, in order to increase the voltage in order for the sodium to trans, uh, transfer through, um, medium is just something that can carry it. Okay. Um, and water carries the sodium and also can carry an electrical charge. We all know that, you know, in the movies, when the power line drops and the guy don't step in the water, you know, so, so you need this medium of water to carry the current, to carry not just the current, but the sodium as well, so that um, the cells can receive it. So you're in this weird damned if you do, damned if you don't. So I watched a really great um, recap of an article in Good Housekeeping, of all places. Way to go, Good Housekeeping. Um, where they talk about a new study that came out and the dangers of uh, high sodium intake. And one of the recommendations that they make is to reduce good housekeeping, not the study. I, I didn't read the study. I'm going to be honest about that. Um, but good housekeeping recommends that uh, the a American Heart Association – uh, figures on where you should keep your intake 
of sodium, and that is 1,500 milligrams a day. And the information that they gave is that um, average sodium intake of a an adult individual in the United States is 3,500 milligrams per day. Now, I could say that 1,500 is what you should be taking. 3,500? Well, 3,500 isn't that difficult to hit. Um, just about everything you have has salt. I had a talk with Dr. Harrison, who was our nutrition professor, and uh, we we also had this discussion about sodium, and he said it's virtually impossible for you to have a diet that does not have some sodium in it. You're going to. Um, so with that in mind, and since we have such a high sodium intake, um, and food is just made with sodium, it's something that's been done all the way back to ancient times. It, it was the first preservative, you know what I mean? So, um, we have evolved over time, over the past, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of years to have an appetite for sodium. Um, I don't know if that was developed, if that was uh, an evolutionary change, or if that's just something that uh, was inherent in all species. Um but we, it's pretty hard to not have sodium in your diet. And I'm curious if 1,500 milligrams of sodium is, um, is doable. Uh, I could probably, there's probably someone watching this right now going, you ass, it's totally doable. I can't believe you would, uh, can't believe you would say that, um, you know, you can't get down to 1500. Well, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I haven't done enough studies on it. Um, but if the average is 3,500 and the average, you know, nutritional intake of an American is subpar, then I'm, I'm thinking that 2000, 2500 might not be that difficult. Um, so what do you do? Um, if you're just having trouble, okay, uh, let me have a sip of coffee. I'm framing this horribly too. I know it. Actually, let me frame it a different way. What are some ways <laughs> that you can reduce your sodium intake? Um, not salt your food as much. Make choices on what you want to die. Uh, you know, put inside you. Um, but there's also that part make choices about what you put inside you nutritionally um there's something you can do to are you ready for this offset the sodium and that's super important um and this does not get talked about all we talk about is sodium 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 sodium's bad well if there was a way to offset this sodium wouldn't that be great news? We, we, we tend to shout from the loudest podium the findings that we have, yet don't come up with any solutions at all. We just say, it's got to stop. It's got to stop now. And that, I'm sorry, is bullshit. Because 
and I'm going to look into the efficacy of this, how mu how effective this is. Um, and I'm going to get back to you because we're going to do a follow-up on sodium, I think. I think I'm going to have um, Dr. Adolphs, who has been on, uh, has not been on the show. He's going to be on the show um, in the next couple of weeks. Um, we're going to talk about this. So how do we offset sodium? How do you do that? Drink water? No. You can hydrate. That's perfectly fine. And you should hydrate. But hydrate reasonably. Okay. Um, sip water over time. Consistently urinate. Um, don't. I can't say. That, that was a part of the, the podcast. There you go. Um but hydrate reasonably and consistently. Don't chug water. That leads to hyponatremia. When they had those water challenges on the radio and people died, they died of hyponatremia. So then if that's not the way to offset sodium, what do we do? Well, there are dietary choices that you can make. Um, there are things that you can eat that will offset this. And ironically... Remember I said I was going to get to it at the end? Potassium is the key. So increase your intake of potassium and it will reduce your sodium. I don't know the mechanism. I'm going to look into that because I want to do an entire episode on potassium as well. I think that would be fun. So... What are foods that offset sodium? And I have them all written here. One of them is sweet potatoes, potatoes, greens, tomatoes, and tomato sauce, white beans, kidney beans, non-fat yogurt, oranges, bananas, and cantaloupe. Um, I'm so excited about this because I have a couple of things, a couple of nutritional suggestions that I'm going to give you that I think will help you. And they're very simple and they're very inexpensive. And the first one is potatoes. So I'm not a big sweet potato fan. I don't know why my mom loves them. I don't like the consistency of them, but I do like potatoes. Um, and they're, if you, and you got to check the labels, you got to check the labels, um, tater tots, not the Orita ones, generally the store brand, because the store brand uses simpler ingredients because it's a cost effective thing. So what do they do for tater tots? A lot of times what they do is they just mince potatoes and then, um, pack them together and use a little bit of vegetable oil. I'm not a super big fan of, fan of vegetable oil. Um, but <coughs> in a pinch, you're a lot healthier eating some oven baked tater tots, um, than you are, uh, anything else. Also store brand French fries, uh, because also the store brand tends to use the simplest ingredients. So that's a great way to eat potatoes and make a fist. Okay. Grab a fistful and that's about a serving. That's a good, nice measure. Um, as far as greens, of course, grab a salad, go to Walmart, grab a salad, take all the, the gunk 
and use a low fat dressing, pour it into a bowl, and and there you go. Tomatoes. I love cherry tomatoes. My son loves them too. He'll eat them in a bag. Um, and a lot of times, uh, pasta dishes that I used to eat, I now eat with uh, basmati rice. So I'll have chicken basmati rice and um, tomato sauce. It, it sounds weird, but it's actually really, really good. Um and it's a way you can get those tomatoes. Uh, it's interesting because every once in a while I have cravings for stuff like chicken parmesan or um, like meatballs in sauce. And I'm I'm I used to always think it was the the lycopene lycopene I think it is <coughs> that's in tomatoes, and it might be, but I also wonder if it's the potassium. My body's craving the potassium. So the other thing that I eat is uh, oranges. I eat those little mandarin oranges. You can get those at Walmart. You can just pop in. They come in a bag. I eat two of them a night, um, usually with a protein bar before I go to bed so I can get some carbohydrates and protein so I can have some good dreams. And my digestive tract has all of the energy resources it needs to operate effectively. Um, that sounded like I was selling something. Um, and bananas. Every time I go swimming, I swim three days a week, um, a half mile. Um, I eat a banana on my way into the pool. Like clockwork. If I don't have a banana, I go to the desk in the, the little food area that they have at the gym, and I'm like, do you have any bananas? Yes, no problem. So why is so so why do you want to be doing this? Why do you want to be loading up on this potassium to offset your uh sodium, your high sodium intake? Um, one, you want to reduce that sodium intake, uh, but two, potassium helps counter the effects of sodium, as I said, but it also may help lower your blood pressure how dope is that how awesome is that how cool is that um so there you go you need sodium make sure you get sodium but just don't overdo it and be smart about it if you have any questions about any of the stuff that i just talked about or if you think i said anything you know out of step, out of line, or uh, some of my information was correct, please hit me up in either the comments or send me a message, and I will do everything within my power to rectify it. Um, all right. I hope you like this uh, little deep dive into sodium. Um, I wanted to give you some simple information so that you can make better choices, um, so that you can live longer and bug your kids for a lot longer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um i hope you enjoyed it uh, uh all right so basically that's it um if you do as i said have any questions reach out to me um this podcast was brought to you by who else sea and land fitness head on over to www.sandlfit.com s and l fit Dot com and pick up some merch pick up our new program uh we just put out our t3 tier 3 fitness program for people who want to go into the military or just want to get themselves into shape it's a wonderful beginner 
uh, exercise program that'll really, really push you. There's some sports psychology in there. If you need any consultations or anything, um, we also have that. You can find that in the store. Um, you can sit down with me for uh, for a half an hour, and we can go through your stuff and try to help you out. Um, all right, that's it. Talk to you soon. Later. <laughs>